Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience consisting of thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Yay. Yeah. Yay. We're growing. We're growing so fast. Okay, good. Here we are at episode 115. 115. 115. Maybe we have 115 followers. Yay, maybe. That would be awesome. I will never know that, so I won't go back and check. But anyway, if uh, you're just tuning in, my name's Jason. This is Ed. This is Nathan. We are on the uh, teaching team at Community Christian, and uh, we are having conversations every week about how to help you and us think better like Jesus would in our world, uh, mainly through the kind of conversations you guys ask us to have. Uh, You kind of... Especially for the past several weeks, I haven't had to make up anything. Everybody just keeps sending in topics Good. and sending in questions. We love it. Yeah, that's better. You don't want me making up stuff. <laughs> you want to direct the conversations we have. And Jason and I would talk about the Braves, and Nathan wouldn't care. Yeah, there he would. Go. He would sit there and just be bored. Yeah, <laughs> I apologize for that, Nathan. Whenever we do that to you. But anyway, um, so today we have a uh, a question that's really uh, it's pretty broad, but it the i tell you what struck me was the, the person who asked this question, it, I felt it. Mm. Uh, and and i just give you a little clue. If, if you make me feel something with your question, you, you're going to make me really want to focus on it because I felt for the person who asked this question. Mm. Um, I really, um, as, as a pastor, I thought, man, we really need to have that conversation for the sake of this person. Even if you're the only one who had this thought, but I, guess, I bet you're not. Mm. You're probably not the first one to feel this. And uh, so I want us to talk about it in a, certainly to teach you something, but in in a more pastoral way. I think that's what this conversation is going to be. Um, So I'm going to read the question and I think you'll see what I mean. Uh, Questioner says, as a child, I was always taught that as long as you just believe in Jesus, you're saved and you're going to go to heaven. I am not sure that is enough now. What are your thoughts? And again, the reason I felt something was because I, I, I felt as if whoever you are, you are now doubting your salvation, mm. and I do not want that no. at no. all. I don't want I don't want that to, to be even a part of your uh, feeling these days. So, um, and the reason is because possibly because of some of the things that we do talk about on this podcast, the way that we talk about things on this podcast may have led you to think that or may have uh, made you feel uh, in this way or maybe, uh, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say you have misunderstood us. Maybe you completely understood everything we said, but it still led you in that direction. And um, um, like I said, I don't think you're the first person to feel that way. Um, I think all of us, I think all of us go through moments where we have doubts. In fact, um, I, I don't think doubting is a bad thing at I don't all. Either. I, it's a part of what we talked about a few weeks ago of rethinking your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, well, and I, I was going to say next. Uh, let's see, Easter's coming up this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I am in the midst of writing a message that I will be delivering on the week after Easter. That is all about mm-hmm. know, where doubts fit mm-hmm. in the life of a Christian and how Jesus feels about that because he deals with that right after his resurrection. Mm-hmm. So. I'll just tell you, we're going to get to that in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, I think good I just think that's a, and and maybe that even the thought that you had. So you know, I you're you're probably right in the way you heard the question when you were reading the question. The way I heard the question was not so much, I but then the way my mind works yeah. is not I'm doubting my salvation, 
but I'm doubting what I was told as a child. Mm. And that's not a bad thing. That's right. And I do think there are things that we tell kids, and it's not, there are all kinds of things we tell kids that fits with what they are capable of understanding sure. at the time. Yes. Uh, but it probably isn't the full, complete picture, mm-hmm. and maybe that's the way you ought to take that thought and put it of uh, that is a, a rudimentary kind of thought, but it's probably not complete enough. Yes. Yeah. So I thought we would have a discussion about, and we've, we've talked about it, but I, I wanted to go in this direction, go right at it, is um, when Jesus, the writers of the Bible, tell, call people to come to faith or they tell them to believe, um, what exactly are, we, are they calling people to do? And when do you know you've done it? <laughs> because that's a very important question of how do I know, you know, it reminds me of the guy who came to Jesus, and Jesus tells him, you know, he says, you know, I want you to heal someone I love. And Jesus says, well, have faith. He says, I do, but I need you to help my unbelief. Yeah, that's right. So he knows he's got some, but he's wondering if it's enough. Right. And I felt that maybe that's where mm-hmm. that's where this discussion is. So let's talk about that. Um, I think the best way for, and I th- you know, we've been doing John. So John talks about faith in, yeah. trust in. That the idea is, or I think in a way that I'd want to try to explain it is, I have faith in something when I am ready to act as if it's true. Mm-hmm. And so when I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, me putting my faith in him is not saying, okay, he's going to handle death for me, but I am not ready for him to handle my life. I might not have faith in him. I might have decided I have a little bit of partial faith about something. I don't know what's going to happen, and he says he can take care of it. But faith in is, if I put faith in Jesus, that means I'm willing to act as if Jesus is right. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to act as if that's true. So if Jesus says for me to do something with my money or to do something with my anger, or to handle my marriage in a certain way, or to handle my body in a certain way. Faith in Jesus. So when somebody says to me, can faith alone save you? That kind of faith. (laughs) (laughs) Because that kind of faith leads to outworking of of things. It's that old question we ask here. Well, you're going to have to tell me what you mean by that word. That's right. Mm -hmm. And that's a great question to ask anybody when they say something to you. Say, well, will you tell me what you mean when you say that mm-hmm. right and now we can have a conversation that's what exactly i would say when somebody says does faith save me faith alone is what i need to be saved i often will say well tell me what you mean by faith and because uh, i think a lot of people um and i grew up with this tradition i'm sure you know a lot of people did where the goal of christianity was to i gotta get myself saved right you know? and a lot of times they didn't even tell me what i was supposed to get saved from eventually i figured it was some kind of fiery torment yeah. uh, that I'm that I'm really ought to be scared of and therefore um, I need to say the right word at the right time and have the right kind of thought about this Jesus guy that they're telling me about so that I don't get burned up one day after this life is over and that was the only thing that got pushed onto me mm-hmm. right and that kind of an approach has often led us all to what that what that eventually leads to. I don't care who you are. It always leads you to say, okay, well, I don't want that. So 
you draw the line and I'll go cross that line. But I need a line. Right. And and anytime you are uh, um, relating to God based on that type of a posture of, God, show me the line so that I can cross it to to get to get you appeased. That's an that's really a pagan way of thinking about it God. Is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe I should have unpacked that. Maybe I should have said it that way. Maybe people don't understand what I mean when I say a pagan way of thinking about God. It's the old way of thinking that there are these this a pantheon of gods up there that are just really detached from humanity, and if they are involved, they're really really mad. And I've got to do the things that they tell me to do, or else they're gonna they're gonna squash me. Right. And so I did everything that I knew to do. I mean, and it led it leads people to do all kinds of stuff to appease an angry God, so that I get on His right side. Um, that's not the God revealed in Jesus. No. In any way. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think if I was once again, if I was talking to someone about this, it's hard for me to. To, to backtrack through your misunderstandings, if it's possible, you must, I just don't know. If backtrack through what you might misunderstand, maybe easier just to explain what I what I think when Paul says, "By faith, it, it, you know, by grace we're saved. Mm-hmm. But it's by faith that we come to grace. All those kind of things. A gift, it's a gift of God. We take it on faith. All those kind of things. That what I would say is what Jesus is what Jesus is trying to do uh, in his life, in his death, and his resurrection." is that he is making available the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. By the kingdom of God, he means a life where we get to participate with God in every moment in the recreating work that God is doing, that God is making all things new. God is making me new. God is making this world new. Uh, God is making uh, relationships between other people new. Every possible thing that could have been, uh, as, as Peter says, uh, the, things have been corrupted by evil desires and there's just a corruption that is in the world. We would call that sin. That sin has corrupted everything from nature to the world to relationships to me. That's what God's trying to save me from. The way he does it is that when I trust in Jesus, as we've already said, so I put my faith in him, I say he's right about everything, and I choose, I'm going to participate with Jesus in this. You go back to John John says in John 15, right, Jesus says that the whole goal is to remain connected. We did three whole weeks on that. Like a vine and a branch, you stay connected. And then he goes through this very circular thing all throughout John 15. And then once again in John 17 when he's praying, where he says, remain in me as I remain in my Father. And just as I have loved, uh, I've stayed in my Father's love, and I've been loved by Him. You'll be loved by me if you obey my commands. And then he says, my command is that you love each other Mm -hmm. as I have loved you. And that looks like laying down your life. And then in John 17, he says, God, may they all be united in love like we are united in love. And what Jesus is doing is Jesus is saying, if you look at me, And the way that everyone did, even Nicodemus and the Pharisees who didn't believe in Jesus at the time said, clearly you come from God. Mm -hmm. You have some mystical, clear, but imperceptible connection with God that we've never seen anyone have. It's almost like you and the Father are one, right? What we would call the Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit. One, One God, three persons, always connected. They're distinct, not separate, right? That kind of community of love, that's what the kingdom is. That God says, that Jesus says, if you will remain in my love, 
Just as I have been connected to my Father, I'm extending this, what we would call Trinitarian love. The Trinity love gets extended to you. How do you get to experience it? When you love each other. Right. That you will, that if the church would thrive like the Father, Son, and Spirit thrive, where I look at Jason and I go, what happens to you happens to me, so I rejoice when you rejoice. I weep when you weep. I'm going to lay my life down for you, but you're going to lay your life down for me. Paul then says you outdo one another mm -hmm. in showing honor. I put you first, you put me. All that language is them trying to get around the same thing, which is could people and God cooperate in life together as a community, as individuals, in this self-sacrificial, self-giving love, what, what Jesus is saving me from is an eternity, but also right now, where my whole life's about me. Mm -hmm. Right. And that means separated from God. Yes. Right. And then for eternity, yeah. it's, it's just me. Mm -hmm. And I'm left, and anyone who thinks, well, that's, that's kind of nice because I'm an introvert. I like being by myself. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows when you're with yourself for an extended amount of time, the amount of thoughts you have about yourself, the kind of things that go, that's a miserable existence. Yeah. And then take that, and when we say eternity, we don't mean a length of time. We mean a quality of time. Mm. Take that feeling of being lonely and self-hating and selfish, where you hate yourself, but at the same time you're indulging yourself at the same time. Take that, multiply it by infinity. That's what we mean. Yeah. It becomes a destruction of a person. Yeah. It becomes the complete destruction of a person. And you know, one of the things that I had to start asking myself a few years ago is if the gospel is good news, mm -hmm. is the way that I talk about what Jesus came to offer good news right. to anybody that's not ever heard of it? So God's mad at you, <laughs> but he killed his son so he doesn't have to be mad at you. So he doesn't have to kill you. That's right. <laughs> is, but when I say... You know, the world has become corrupt because we have all gone our own way. And, and most people feel that. We can see the corruption. My relationships over time have a tendency to get frayed. I have a tendency to get irritated with people even I love a little bit. What God has come to save me from is from me, me being that kind of way and our world to be recreated and we be reconnected to the love that God created us to be connected in, just like you described. And so when I say to a person, you can become the person you were created to be. And what God, what Jesus came for was to invite you as a person into the kingdom of God. That becomes better news. Well, yes. and I think that, that becomes better news. I think that's where the faith part and the works part go together. Because what, what the faith part is, is it requires me to say, pursuing Jesus, I trust that if I go with Jesus... He's going to offer me access to God in a way I couldn't have before. And that what I'm trusting is that that is the life I was made for. Right. And therefore, I will drop the pursuit of this other thing. Right. This thing where it's about me getting what I need and me living for me. And that's where some works, if you want to use that term, come into it is there are things I'm going to have to change and I'm going to have to start walking a different direction and doing different things. Well, I don't even like the phrase have to. It is have to. No, it is. It you. is have to. But when God is in me, mm -hmm. it doesn't feel walk. as have to as I would yes. have thought it did before that happened. Yes. There were things that I thought becoming a follower of Jesus were have to. 
and I didn't, I could not imagine how I could have a good life if I had to that. Mm -hmm. Yes. But what I found out is that once I, I decided to put my trust in Jesus and walk his way, have to wasn't so have to ish. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was co-yoked with somebody. That's a Jesus yeah. phrase. Yeah. Yeah. And he was carrying most of the load, yes. and I got a lighter burden than I had when I was carrying it by myself. And you get convinced that, oh, this is the way life was meant to be. I was meant yes. to be this person. Yeah. This is the way I was meant yes. to be. Yeah. I, I heard uh, years ago uh, Rob Bell uh, talk about this. And I don't agree with everything he says. No, of course not. But he was talking I don't agree with everything you say or I say. <laughs> I listen to the message I said five years ago. I don't agree with that Me guy either. anymore. I yeah. But I heard him talk about this message, and he, he talked about the, the goal of God is to, is to draw you into the person that you already are. Mm. And that there's so much packed into that phrase. He, he took him 30 minutes to talk about it. But that, I never heard it put that way, and I went, and it just... It, it hit me in a way that it changed what we often call around here. It changed my wanter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to be what God wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it became, like you said, not so much all these have-tos of, oh, he made me for this way. And when I live out that, live in that way that he made me, I come alive in ways that I never knew were possible, that I thought were death to right. me, which it is death. All right. It's yeah. death to self, alive yeah. to Jesus, which which we know. So I just want to go, go ahead. What well, I was going to say the, the side that I always get to when I talk to people about this that was ra- were raised like I was, mm-hmm. where I'm being saved from hell, and that's yeah. good enough. And yeah. so I just cross the line, I'm saved from hell, mm. is they say, so are you saying that nobody goes to hell? No, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I am not saying no. that. Yeah. This isn't, but primarily Jesus doesn't, Jesus is talking about the kingdom. When you read what did Jesus teach, he taught and offered the kingdom of God. Jesus doesn't walk around saying, God's been mad at everybody for a long time, but thank goodness I came so that y'all don't have to go and die and go to hell. I have come. I will take all of the Father's wrath on me. Jesus doesn't have that discussion. No. Well, it, I, yeah, and I think when G, when you think about it in terms of it's participation with God or life with God or all the kingdom of God, whatever language you want to use, if it's about living, I don't know people who say, I'm not religious, I'm in a relationship. So we'll take the relationship language. If you're in a relationship with God, and by God, we, because I think we miss this, we mean a community of love that is Father, Son, and Spirit that is eternally loving God unto himself for how grammatically incorrect is, loving one another himself. He is, he is doing that all the time forever, and he is inviting me into that, that's what heaven is. So therefore, I can experience glimpses of that now and get to live that. Right. Then when I, and there's no way I can come into that apart from faith and great. It has to be a gift of God. That's right. There's nothing I could ever do to earn being in relationship that's with right. God. Mm-hmm. But the goal is I want to be with him, not away from this. And I think those are two different things. And of course, when I'm with him, I want to be away from that. But I think it's also very possible. And in fact, I think the Bible really points to this. Jesus himself really points to not everyone wants to be away from this. And by that, I mean hell. There are some people that by their nature, what God is offering, because it means death to myself, I go, I don't really want that. I don't really want that. Now, when they experience full isolation, 
there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth and regret. I'm not yeah. saying that, but I'm saying it's, it's not enough to push me towards loving God. And loving God is all that will sustain me, which is why Jesus says, if you want to remain in me, you have to love me. You have to desire me. And I don't always desire Jesus, so it's going to take some work. It's going to take discipleship to make to form me into the kind of person that desires Jesus because if I truly desire Jesus in every moment, I wouldn't sin, but I still sin. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, one other thing that I had thought, and, and then we'll kind of wrap this up, and I just want to say this to the person who wrote this question, I probably would have written this question myself um, mm -hmm. about a couple of decades ago. Um, because I was probably in that very same spot where you are. Uh, I was also taught to believe just uh, to, to believe, just believe in Jesus. You'll get saved. You'll go to heaven. Period. Yeah. Done deal. Um, and then when I started, what 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 shifted it for me um, was when I fully understood uh, what the scriptures meant when it says that God is no longer dealing with me mm -hmm. on the basis of my mm -hmm. sin. When Jesus went to the cross, um, it took on a completely different view for me because I did live in that what I earlier called a pagan view of God. Of God's mad at me, and and if, and if if I don't, you know, figure out where His line is, and I don't cross it, and 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 stay over there because it's hard to stay over there. Um, he, he's he's out to get me, but then I realized. What he showed me when I look, and I, and I, and I said, said this, I believe, last Sunday. This is, yeah, this is going to air right before Easter. Last Sunday when I taught the message and I said, you want to see how God feels about you? Look at the cross. Mm -hmm. That, that self-sacrificial, that I love you so much that I'm willing to do this for you. That was before you ever breathed a breath of air. Right. Mm -hmm. That was before you ever even thought about rebelling or right. thought about doing anything good. It, it had nothing to do with that. God has been dealing with you on the basis of his son from that, from that, from the very moment you, you've ever existed. And so mm -hmm. if you can come into that place where you fully just accept that, mm -hmm. it changes things. Mm -hmm. And now I'm not, I don't walk, and I'll just tell you, I lived for the most part of my life uh, with a, a fear, an unhealthy fear of God, uh, an unhealthy fear of what might happen to me if I got on the wrong side of God. And then I've realized what the scriptures were always saying to me. I just missed it. You're not on the wrong side of God. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you want to just keep running. You can keep running and, and go that other direction. But if you want this, it's it's been done for you. Mm -hmm. And... That, that, that again, back to that other discussion we had, it, it changed the, what I wanted in life. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to escape punishment. I just wanted God. I wanted love, mm -hmm. who, you know, personified, and that is Jesus. I, I think what you might be experiencing when you say, this was what I was taught, I am not sure that that's enough now. Uh, I would say to you, I don't think it's enough either. I don't think it's enough to sustain you um, in this life that God created you to live. It's better than that. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Mm-hmm. It's just better than that. You don't have to run around just trying to escape God's wrath, trying to escape hell. You've been invited, Nathan's already said, into, the, into his presence and peace and his kingdom in this moment right now if you just trust that he's right about it. Right, that's right. And then, then that is enough. Yep. So I hope that I brings some comfort. I hope. I think that's a good place to leave that. So yeah. It, I just, like I said, that's probably why I, I said this in the beginning. I felt this question when I first read it because I have felt it too. And I think we all, oh, yeah. in, sure. in yeah. ways, sure. have felt it too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and if uh, you need more on that, I say this almost every time we get done with a discussion. If if that's not enough, you need more. You want us to talk directly to us. We're always uh, willing to sit down and have a conversation about this. Reach out to us. Let us know how we can get back in touch with you. If you would do that for us, we would certainly uh, have that conversation to maybe help sure up some more of that stuff. If you need it, hopefully that helps. So, all right, that's it for this week. Um, I don't have, this is the end of this taping period. We take three at a time now. So I don't know what's next week, but I do know I have at least, I know there are at least three questions sitting in my file waiting. Okay. So for those of you who have asked questions and you're like, man, it's been three or four weeks. I haven't even talked about my question. We got a question. They are coming. I'm going to get to it. In fact, there is a question coming. This is a preview for coming up in a few weeks, somebody wants to know, is there anything that the three of us disagree on? Mm. That's going to be a fun discussion. I'm confident there is. That's going to yeah. be a fun uh, discussion because they're like, y'all seem to agree on just about everything. Is there anything y'all disagree on? So we're going to find it. And oh, we're just going to have a, you know, we're going to battle royale right here. Okay. All right. You know how that's how we roll. All right. But Sounds good. I'm okay with that. I don't either. <laughs> but I just thought that was an interesting question. It is. So that's coming up probably in the next two to three weeks. So uh, hang on for that. So, All right. But uh, keep sending us questions. The link is in the description. And you can uh, direct this conversation as much as you want. So y'all have a great week. And uh, uh, show up this Sunday, Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. See you then. Day. It'll be a great one. See you then. See yeah.